Hey, Chrissy here. I am a landscape architect and the owner of Kismet Design. I am a very process-driven designer, and I love sharing what I do and how I do it with anyone who's interested. Reaching your true potential and achieving your own personal goals will not happen by chance. You have to set your intentions, make a plan, and do the work. Thank you for joining me to nerd out on design. Don't forget to subscribe and to share too. Let's create something great together. In this episode, I will take you through how I modify my typical presentation process for a virtual meeting. With the pandemic, we've all got thrown into virtual meetings, whether we liked it or not. For me, it was a great thing. Now that life is more normal, I don't conduct a lot of meetings virtually, but I'm delighted to offer them, especially for those clients that are not always able to coordinate time away from work to meet with me. The conference room and their lunch break gives them more flexibility to meet with me and review plans within my working hours. It was something that I had thought about for years, but never really had the need and never really had the push to make it happen. Well, there's a silver lining in everything. Now I got pushed into it and it's been great. Before we jump in though, I want to send a shout out to Carrie from Canvas Landscape Design for the topic suggestion. I love hearing what all of you think about the content and especially love topic suggestions. Anyone who listens to this episode and enjoys it owes it to her for the suggestion. And please, 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 if you have something that you want to hear about or have questions, uh, definitely reach out. I will start by saying that although virtual presentations are great and a very valuable tool, I still do prefer meeting in person when it's an option. And I will touch on a few pros and cons as I go through my virtual presentation process. I do not change or modify my deliverable documents at all. They're the same if I'm presenting in person as they are virtually. As I prepare for my meeting, I close down everything on my computer, except for Zoom and the presentation documents. I will have all of my drawings saved as a PDF, just as I would before I print them out to head to a client meeting anyways. So when I say that I close down everything on my computer, I mean everything. No email, no calendar, no internet windows with 8,000 tabs open, close all of it. Everything that you have open will slow things down. It will also be distracting. And any little chimes that pop up for emails that come in or calendar events, anything like that will be a distraction to you and to your client. I will then print a small copy of the documents for myself to take notes on. This is something that I do regardless. I usually print all of my plans on 24 by 36, and then I have a copy for myself and for the client that is 11 by 17 when I present in person. When I am presenting virtually, obviously I don't need to have all of those prints available on hand, but I do print at least the 11 by 17 for myself to be able to take notes on. And that way, if I do get immediate feedback from my client, it's easier to mark those up to remember, and I can more easily write shorthand on that than trying to write notes that I will be able to understand later. I then have multiple screens at my desk 
And I find that this allows me to be more flexible and more seamless in my presentation. For those of you that don't have multiple screens, it's going to be a little trickier. I have my laptop screen and then I have two additional screens. My laptop houses my webcam. So this screen is dedicated to the zoom window and that's it. The screen to the immediate left is the screen that I share with the client. And I have everything queued up on my third screen. So it's basically like having a stack of papers next to me ready to pull into view. And once the meeting starts, so one of the things that I do with having the multiple screens is I dedicate that center screen, the one immediately to the left of my laptop screen, to sharing. And rather than sharing an application, which is an option in Zoom, I share the whole screen. That way I can easily drag and drop things onto that screen as I'm talking and wanting to point things out to the client without having to share and unshare and change my sharing settings that I have already set up. And having everything queued up and ready on my far screen allows me to easily navigate to whatever I want to pull up and be able to drag it over to the next screen into what is viewable to the client. So when I start the virtual meeting, one thing that I think is really important is I always start with my video on. Depending on what your backdrop looks like, you might want to do a virtual backdrop or blur it. Depending on how clean my office is, sometimes I'll blur it. Sometimes it's it's clean enough that I'm fine having my backdrop visible. Um, I find that meeting with people virtually is you don't have the same type of face-to-face interaction. They don't have the opportunity to, to read your facial cues as much or your body language and vice versa. You don't have that feedback loop either. And so having as much opportunity to have that face-to-face, I think is important. Even if your client doesn't have a webcam on whatever device they're viewing from, or if they don't want to share their their video, that's fine. But I feel like it's important regardless if you have your face visible. And that also goes into being strategic about where your webcam is, if it's attached to your laptop, if it's separate, making sure that it's somewhere that you can easily look into the camera or not look like you're looking super far away. And I will let clients know ahead of time that I have multiple screens. And that way that I'm letting them know that when I lose my eye contact and look over to my other screen, it's not that I'm distracted. It's not that I'm doing something else or not listening or not paying attention. It's that I'm just grabbing more items to be able to bring into view. And that way they know what to expect because obviously they can't see all of that. And so sometimes people will read into that, especially if they are very cued into trying to have that interaction with you. Then once my screen is shared, once I've had that initial face-to-face, said hi, had some introductions, then I share my screen, make sure that they are seeing what I think they're seeing, double check that with them. And then again, making sure that I'm sharing the whole screen, not just an application. That's another thing with closing everything down is being aware that everything you have on that screen is going to be visible to them. 
even if you minimize and they see your backdrop, they see your messy desktop, whatever that is, making sure that you're aware of what has the potential to be seen by your customer. And then queued up on my other screen, the items that I will typically have is any additional PDF drawing documents that I want to have available, any supplemental images. In my file system, I call these my idea photos. Um, everyone has a, a little bit different um, naming convention or ideas, and those can be references for materials, for style, all kinds of things. And so I will typically have those on the plan so that when I'm presenting in person, I can point them out on the plan. But I find this to be a little bit harder to zoom in and out and back and forth in the PDF while I'm presenting to a client. So usually I will have those queued up separate, but I will let them know that they are on their plan so that when I send them the hard copy, they will have copies of all of those images, but that way I can just drag and drop them into view as I want to reference them instead of having to scroll in my PDF viewer. And then I also have open my file containing their existing landscape photos. That way, when we're talking about a view from a certain area or what, you know, if they've, if I have shown that we need something you know, very tall up against a, a big blank space on their house, that way, if I need to, I can bring up their photos of their space. And this is really in place of the ability of meeting in person, where when we're talking about certain elements, we can walk outside into their space and I can say, okay, you know, right here is where I'm thinking your fire pit will be. And that big specimen tree out of the kitchen window is going to be over here and I can stand there. And oftentimes I'll raise my hands in the air, pretend like I'm a tree. Um, and that way they can really kind of engage and understand how the plan actually would come to life in their space, where when you're meeting virtually, you don't have that opportunity. So having photos of their space available for reference, especially if there's confusion on where something might be or what view we're trying to either engage with or block. Um, it's really good reference to have open and available. I always have it up. Sometimes during the meeting, it doesn't come up. It, it doesn't feel necessary, so I won't reference it, but that way they're there and I don't have to spend any time searching for it. And then if there's any material websites that I want to show, I always have those up and ready. That way, again, I'm not having to spend the time to search for something and potentially bring up a website that I don't want to see or not being able to find the exact material. Like if I'm looking at a, a paver, for instance, I will bring that up, have it queued up to the page that has pictures of the paver that I want to show them. And that way I can, again, easily drag and drop it into the screen that they can view and then sweep it back over once we're done talking about it. And again, I'm not wasting any time to bring that up, search for it. Occasionally there will be things that come up in conversation that I might want to also search for and bring up, but the things that I know or that I expect to want to show them or feel a need to show them, I'll have already prepped and ready. So then once we're viewing the presentation documents, the PDFs of their landscape plans, I'll walk through them in the same exact way that I would in person. 
But the difference is I find myself using the annotation tools, which really frustrate me because they look like a five-year-old drawing. But it helps a lot because the, the mouse cursor doesn't always give you the opportunity to really talk like I would when I'm pointing with my hands or with a pen in person where the annotation tools kind of help alleviate that. So I'll pick a color that is um, not too obnoxious, but very visible. And that way I can highlight areas. I can circle things. I can draw arrows to elements or views to really be able to get across my idea. And I will, as I'm doing this, I'll say, okay, you know, your path goes from here to here. And then the connection point goes there to there. And I'll trace that path and then show an arrow to where it connects to. And then I'll clear that. And then I'll talk about where the specimen tree is and I'll circle it. And then I'll clear that drawing as well. So that way I'm, I'm constantly interacting with the drawing the same way that I would if I was in person but just utilizing different tools. Because in person, I'm obviously not going to be drawing on their plan, but I always have a pen in hand and I'm circling things visually, uh, not actually on plan. Um, and occasionally I will grab a pencil and, and draw a line on something just to be able to emphasize that while we're meeting in person. And so that annotation tool helps. And then for instance, if I have an image that I'm referencing, I can circle on the plan, okay, this is where this water feature is. And then I can drag the the image of the idea photo for the water feature into view, drag it back, and then close out or eliminate the annotation that I had made around the water feature and go back and forth that way. And that way I can work through the drawing, explaining each element, how everything flows together, the ideas, the concepts, why I have things shown a certain way, the same way that I would in person, but making sure that they're engaged with it. Because oftentimes when someone's looking at a screen, especially if they do have a smaller screen, I've had clients that I've met with virtually that are literally viewing this presentation on an iPad, which is going to be challenging. So I'll usually ask them what they're viewing on and how big their screen is so that I know how much I need to zoom in or zoom out. I've got clients that I've met with that are in a conference room and have me up on like a giant screen. And that's great because I can zoom out a lot further on the plan so that they can see the whole thing much easier. But if they're on an iPad, I'm going to need to zoom in and out of that drawing a lot more frequently to be able to make sure that they're seeing what it is that I'm talking about um, without needing a magnifying glass. So then once I've gone through the presentation and answered any questions that they have, I always make sure to unshare and have another quick face-to-face -face recap to end the meeting. I will keep my video on the whole time so that they see my face thumbnail but having that full face interaction to close up the meeting and then the same way that I would if I'm in person, I will recap what the next steps are, what the expectation is for the rest of the process and timeline for the next stages of design. And I feel like this additional face-to-face -face, both before and after the meeting is a really valuable touch point. Even if they don't have video, making sure that yours is on and you have that face-to-face -face really makes it more personal. 
If you've listened to the episode on delivering expectations, you know what I mean. Once the meeting is over, I always put a paper copy in the mail so that they have a full-size set to review. Not everyone has a large screen, and regardless, there's something very tactile about having the actual piece of paper to be able to look at and view. And a lot of times I'll have clients that say that they'll just leave it on their dining room table for a couple days. And as they're moving through the house and discussing things, they can stop and look at it and discuss periodically as the the first couple days go through while they're thinking about which elements from each concept they like, um, any feedback they want to give me, anything like that. And so I feel like having that paper copy is really important. And then the bonus of sending the paper copies is this ties back into the original discussion on design presentation. Not only are the drawings beautiful, but I have really nice white large format envelopes, not the ugly manila envelopes, um, same size, but they're white and they're nice and crisp and mail the drawings in those folders. And I have cute little stickers of my logo to close off the envelope with. And that way, When they open their mailbox, it's like receiving a present and it adds to the experience a more personal touch, which meeting virtually was minimized. So again, making sure that every touch point that I have with the client is well thought out and that they feel like they're getting a very high value and that they're engaged and excited about the process each step of the way. One last thing before I let you go If you are listening to this the day that it comes out, there's still one more day to sign up to receive the planning guide. All you have to do is go to my website, kismetdesignco.com, go to classes and sign up to receive updates and you will get the planning guide that I'm sending out on December 1st. To wrap up, I want to thank you for your time. I hope the ideas discussed today have left you feeling excited and energized. As I build both my business and my life, I value the support and feedback you provide. I would love for you to reach out to me to let me know what you think, give me ideas, or just to connect. Please don't forget to subscribe and also share with a friend. Until next time, go create something wonderful.